FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Dry your eyes, Joey Barton, because Pompey are on a roll and still unbeaten this season. But Scarlett stayed on side. Dane Scarlett shoots. Dale has it home. 3-1 Portsmouth. They will win this game against Bristol Rovers. Blackpool loney Owen Dale bagged his first goal in blue at the weekend to secure Danny Cowley's side a fourth consecutive victory. We'll hear the wingers' reaction to scoring between now and seven. It's a special moment, one I'll, uh, I don't think I'll ever forget. And hopefully it's the first of many, so yeah, buzzing. Pompey turned their attention to the Carabao Cup once again tomorrow night and later on we'll take a listen to the pre-match thoughts of the gaffer who highlights the importance of rotating the squad and allowing some youngsters to get some minutes in cup competitions. I think it's another great opportunity for the young players at the club that we really want to invest in. It will give them another really good experience which will be very, very important in their development and their growth. Over the next hour, we'll hear from both of them, my two studio guests, and of course, you tuning in from back home as well. So make sure you stay tuned to 93.7 Express FM, wherever you're listening in from. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The warmest of welcomes to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you in your area. Well, Pompey fans, four wins in a row. Now, still unbeaten in league and cup competition this season are Pompey. An incredible start to the new campaign. Third in the table, doing pretty well are Danny Cowley's side and looking pretty decent as well. They are not there by chance. They are certainly in that position um, thoroughly, thoroughly deservedly so. And Pompey fans, it's a great time to be supporting the club at the moment. We want to hear between between now and seven from you back home. Were you at the game on Saturday? What did you make of the Blues' performance? What can you see changing ahead of tomorrow's trip to Newport County? And what did you make of Joey Barton's comments after the game? 81400 is the number to text. Start your message with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'll be welcoming in my two guests in a very, very short while and we'll also hear from Owen Dale and Danny Cowley. But first, let's relive what was an incredible afternoon at Fratton Park on Saturday. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. We are ready to get this one underway here at Fratton Park. Gibson, who's playing at left centre, back, goes forward. Nice turn from Finlay. 
And then he runs into Thompson, but Thompson goes over the ball and Finley still has it 30 yards out. Looked to shoot, but Jacobs came back with an excellent sliding challenge and Poppy will try and get going again. And Jacobs wants to try and put Perthid through, but the ball's overhit and through to the Rovers goalkeeper Belshaw. Nil nil. Long ball forward. Comes off Fisher. Curtis gets the second ball. Curtis lays it off. Chance for Jacobs outside the area. Jacobs drives forward, will pull it back and it's deflected and blocked behind for a first Poppy corner of the game. Oh, as a late challenge on Thompson who's holding his left leg. It's Whelan who's gone in and he's going to be spoken to and Thompson down in some pain. Danny Cowley is shouting at the referee. He's not happy with that challenge and you've got to fear that this is a, a, a broken lower leg for Thompson and the boos are because the yellow card has been got out for Glenn Whelan and Pompey team doctor down there is just asking to be, for him to be given a bit of space and I think Thompson is going to be taken straight to hospital and now he's being helped up, he is sat up but he's obviously in a lot of pain, his day is obviously over and that entire lower leg has been immobilised by the medical so off comes Louis Thompson Dale comes in towards the near post and the referee calls a stoppage because he's not happy with what's going on inside the six yard box and the battling between Bishop and it looks like Paul Coop's in there as Jacobs prepares to take this right footed out swinger Dale comes near post towards Ogilvy Bishop shoots and it's blocked and going to be cleared away. Sean Raggett has got Marquis for company and he's coming back and really want to go back to Griffiths and he's given the ball away and there's danger here and there's a great chance for Collins and he's equalised for Bristol Rovers and an error at the back from Portsmouth has cost them and completely against the run of play, Aaron Collins gets his fourth of the season. Here we go, delivery from Jacobs, deep to the far post, looking for Ragger across the face of goal, there's a chance in the six-yard box, cleared half away, Jacobs picks it up again, tries to shoot, he does, blocked, Ogilvy will hit it, blocked again, and Pack blocked! Four bites at the cherry and Pompey haven't found the net, and then a foul given against Jacobs, and Bristol Rovers survive. And Hackett will drive forward, it's good from Hackett, he wants to shoot, saved, second ball, Piggott's there, on hips, two yards inside the penalty area, the referee blows his whistle, here comes Tiggert and he scores, waited for the goalkeeper to go to ground, rolled it to the other side and Joe Tiggert has his first goal at Fratton Park, it's Portsmouth 2, Bristol Rovers 1. Ball's cleared forward by Griffiths up towards halfway, Hackett underneath it, brings it down as they're manhandled could be away here if he can find a way to get to the ball to Scarlett or to Dale they're in has Scarlett stayed on side Dane Scarlett shoots Dale hits it home 3-1 Portsmouth they will win this game against Bristol Rovers unselfish from Scarlett as he squares it to Dale for the simplest of tasks to head in his first Portsmouth goal it's Portsmouth 3 Bristol Rovers 1 Wanderers and it's clawed round the post by Griffiths, a fine save, Bristol Rovers corner kick, no there is no time for the Bristol Rovers corner kick, 
because Portsmouth have secured all three points here against Bristol Rovers. They've beaten them by three goals to one at Fratton Park. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you are then, a relive of Saturday's 3-1 victory for the Blues over the gas at Fratton Park. You've already heard Pompey third in the league one table after that victory over Bristol Rovers. After five matches played, that's three victories, two draws and zero defeats. Just uh, one of only three sides who remain unbeaten in League One at this early stage of the season. Ipswich are top um, on 13 points with Peterborough in second with 12. Pompey have 11 and then in fourth are Sheffield Wednesday with 10. Plymouth fifth with nine points and in sixth Charlton Athletic with eight points. So one point separating each side climbing from sixth up until uh, first position. At the bottom we've got Burton Albion rock bottom with just a singular point. Morecambe, MK Dons and Cheltenham Town make up the relegation zone and after that defeat on Saturday uh, Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers 15th in the table but Pepe Lacey who joins us on the show this evening from Ports of News. 4-4-2 gets you nowhere. Well, yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. If he's moaning that much, why didn't he play 4-4-2 himself? Still don't know what formation he played the other day. Um, three at the back, three up top, who knows? Um, but again, if he if he's moaning about Cowley's tactics, why didn't he play himself? 4-4-2, most basic tactic in the game. Crazy stuff, Pepe. Of course, you join us, uh, a reporter from the Ports of News. You also in the press box for, for most of the Pompey games. From what you saw on Saturday, obviously a deserved victory, and we're going to completely ignore what Joey Barton's got to say, albeit I think we'll have a bit of a laugh with that later on. But from what you've seen so far from Pompey this season, can you feel that sort of <laughs> the atmosphere building this season? The fans are starting to realise that something special appears to be on the cards. Yeah, and they have all the all the reason to be positive. I think you have to look at the Sheffield Wednesday game straight away. That was a completely different side to the game of the team that ended last season, and they came away with a draw. And last season they lost the last game 4-1 Lincoln uh, was one of those ones but the relationships were building you could see there was starting to be something although it was 0-0 there were those relationships were starting to form and then four games on the bounce four wins on the bounce now and they look a completely different side I think Marlon Pax played a massive role in that he's so stable in the midfield and they just look like a team that gel already and last season there were quite a lot of signings as well and it, t- it took a little, a little bit of time to, to gel but this season they've come at it and they're unbeaten in six and mm. you look where do they where can they go from here now that it just looks positive and they there's all the reason to be positive. Yeah. Let's go over some of the other results from Saturday before I welcome in my second guest of this evening's show. Barnsley were defeated by three goals to nil at home to Wickham Wanderers. Sheffield Wednesday claimed a 2-0 victory away at Bolton. Burton were defeated by two goals to nil at home to Port Vale, Pompey's next league opponent at the weekend. Charlton and Cambridge shared a one-all draw at the Valley. Exeter nil, Cheltenham one, Fleetwood nil, Derby nil, Forest Green Rovers nil, Plymouth Argyle three, MK Dons and Accrington shared the spoils in a one-all draw, as did Oxford United and Morecambe. Peterborough, an incredible start to the season for them as well. Four nil winners over Lincoln City and Shrewsbury nil, Ipswich Town three. Uh, Barry Clements joins us uh, over the uh, the powers of the internet this evening for tonight's show. Barry, first of all, thank you very much for coming on the show this evening. Thank you so much for having me, guys. You're very, very welcome. And, and look, we're talking about Pompey, and 
obviously that's what the entire show is about Barry but before we do go any further it's going to be a tough old league this season looking at the table and the way it's shaping up already Ipswich, Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, Charlton even Bolton and Derby down in 7th and 8th those are probably the 8 sides you'd expect to be where they are come the end of the season so all of the expected strong sides um, are, are having an incredible start to the season like Pompey yeah, very much so. And, you know, let, let's face it, would we have expected to have the similar start? Probably not. But, um, you know, if we're competing this early on, hopefully we'll be competing at the end of the season as well. Hopefully so. Don't forget, 81400 is our text number back home. If you want to get involved with the conversation tonight, Blues fans, do include your name with it, within that and add the word Express at the very start. At ExpressFM is where to find us on Twitter. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Linda Mail has done exactly that on the emails. Good evening to you, Linda. Thank you very much for getting in touch. What a result on Saturday with the exception of the bad tackle on Louis Thompson. Best wishes to him. Yet yeah, we really do echo those thoughts, Linda, and we'll come on to talk about that horrific tackle and the injury later in the show. Linda goes on to say the players seem to have gelled as a team. I like the high press and when Bristol Rovers scored instead of just trying to hang on for a draw we kept going for the win. We got six points back to back at home. The team have a fighting spirit and don't seem to be bullied like we have in the past. Curtis seemed to relish playing up front. Ogilvy must be playing the best football of his career and Rafty also a great addition with our uh, other transfers. But it was also a great team performance and we've scored 12 league goals already. Play up Pompey. Thank you very much Linda for providing your comments there Pepe a lot to digest from that email from Linda some very um, you know some very important points made I think we'll come on first of all to talk about Conor Ogilvy two goals and two uh, for him in the week um, the goal of course against Cambridge and then against Bristol Rovers um, an incredible volley against Cambridge and an emphatic header on Saturday that's free for him for the season I think he's given Colby Bishop a run for his money, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's given the whole of League One a run for their money. I think he's joint joint fourth now in the yeah. uh, top scoring yeah. charts. So, yeah, I spoke to him after Cambridge on Tuesday, and he he said he joked that um, Danny Danny told him to um, get up the pitch a lot more, uh, make himself a bit of a nuisance to uh, the back line, like what we saw Lee Brown sort of do, linking up with Curtis a couple of years ago. But I think he's just given something different I think there was talk I don't know Just he just looks solid he looks like he's just grown developed so much mm. over the over pre-season and he's like Marlon Pack he's been one of the two best players in the team yeah. and he would be the fir- one of the first names in, on the team sheet and you just look at him and he, he brings solid defensiveness he brings um, a threat going forward and he, he's good linking up with players as well he makes a pass and then runs forward and you, you look at him and you think wow he's got a real good defender on our hands and I think um, there was a, a couple of people on social media saying just tie him up with a new contract now <laughs> give him what he wants and I'd agree with them because he's he's playing some real good football at the moment and to add some goals to that as well really really adds to his game yeah and the three of us will come on to digest the game in a bit more detail um, in just a few moments time but Bristol Rovers manager Joey Barton now he had a few choice words after the game at the weekend and it's safe to say he wasn't too impressed with well anything from Saturday's match but he did have time to produce this lovely, lovely little song for us to enjoy. Look, I, I don't want to be talking about officials because they only fine you. 
the referee, um, every decision, he goes with the crowd. You know, it's, uh, they've got to be better than that, and, and they cost people the jobs. I'm, I'm lucky I've got a great owner, but these mad, balmy decisions from part-time officials are killing the game. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts But you've got to walk away now, it's over Referee gives a penalty for them I've had a look back at it, there's minimal contact. The lad does ever so well, throws himself on the floor. In my opinion, ref couldn't wait to give it. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts. But you've got to walk away now, it's over. Trust me, within a short period of time, we'll be at of Portsmouth. They're playing 4-4-2, the Cowley's sound. Don't take you where you need to get to. We came into their stadium and took the ball off them. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts But you've got to walk away now A lyrical, lyrical genius is our Joey Barton. Barry, and I think my favourite comment from all of that was probably the we went to their stadium and we took the ball off her. Congratulations. It was awful, wasn't it? I mean, he, it's clear he's just trying to distract from a really poor performance from his side. They, they, they weren't, they weren't good. Um, the, I think Pepe's already touched on it. Their formation. I mean, Christ, I don't know anyone that could actually tell you what it is. <laughs> I think Pompey's website took it as three, 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 one, which was just baffling. So I think he's just chucking everything out he can to try and distract from the fact that mm -hmm. his team were just really poor on the day. It, it's strange comments, Pepe, and quite frankly, we're not going to entertain them too much, but they are funny. They, they're just <laughs> strange. He's throwing every excuse that, uh, it's, that's in the book. Yeah, and it's classic classic Joey Barton. Oh, yeah, we saw it as a player, and we saw it when he was manager at Fleetwood. Fleetwood were a horrible side to play against when he was manager. They'd be rough. Um, they'd try and get you sent, try and get your players sent off, and they'd tr they'd just be in your face. And we've seen it with Bristol Rovers now as well. He's got that identity in there, and we're just seeing the same as we have with at Fleetwood. Yeah, um, we got a, a tweet in from is it Bashan Kolb Bishop as your uh, Twitter handle on, on social media. Whoever made that Barton dry rise deserves a pay rise. Wow. I don't know. I might treat myself to a takeaway tonight as a as a reward. Um, Owen Dale, uh, Bar uh, Barry, got his first goal for the Blues on the weekend to, to seal the victory over Bristol Rovers. And really, a lot of credit goes down to, to Dane Scarlett. Fantastic ball into the box, but great to see some of these new signings. It's not just the old cropper players getting involved on the score sheets, not even just the strikers. Over the last two games, seven different goals scored, six different goal scorers. Dane Scarlett with the assist on Saturday. Owen Dale on the score sheet. It's not just an individual team or a team made up, up of uh, you know, a couple of special players. It's an actual unified effort from what we've seen so far this season, at least. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the email earlier put it best. They're, they're really starting to gel as a team. All the all the additions have been have been really really positive. They've all come in and made an impact. Um, none more so, albeit he obviously wasn't on the score sheet. But Marlon Pack is just obviously a car above every, everyone else. So to have him dictating the game, it allows these other new signings to come in and get on the score sheet. So yeah, I mean, look, we're in, we're in a fantastic position with with the new guys that they've. A lot of them have seemed to have hit the ground running. Uh, tweets in here from Chris Overthrow says, the season genuinely feels different up the blues. Uh, Colin Morby, Fortress Fratton is back. 81400, the text number. If you want to get involved between now and seven o'clock, start those with the word express. Sport at expressfm.com is the email address. At expressfm is where to find us on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Live. But you knew all of that already. You don't need me to remind you. Okay, in the next part of the show, Owen Dale will be providing his post-match comments from the weekend. He's back in the blue start of play, despite the lapse in concentration at the back to concede on Saturday. That's the way we play. You know, we like to play out. We like to control the games, and sometimes that's going to happen. But to be fair to Rags, the amount of time he's got us out of trouble, we still felt confident that we were going to go on and win the game. So, yeah, I didn't feel worried. We'll have more from myself, Pepe and Barry, as well as an update on Louis Thompson's injury from Danny Carley himself. That's all to come when the Football Hour returns after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalments of the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach across the South. Download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can plan your journey and even prepay for your ticket as well. We've got Pepe Lacey joining us from the Portsmouth News this evening, as well as Barry Clements to provide their thoughts on Pompey's 3-1 victory over Bristol Rovers on Saturday. And we'll also take a little bit of a closer look ahead to tomorrow's trip to Newport County in the second round of the Carabao Cup. However, uh, first of all, before we you know, continue to pick apart uh, the, you know, the how Pompey played on Saturday, the goal scorers and, and the like, Barry, Louis Thompson. Now, the injury in that first half, the decision to give, to, to give Glenn Whelan the yellow card instead of a red card from referee Gavin Ward certainly was a bizarre one. You know, created a lot, of, a lot of controversy on social media and certainly at the game um, and on the dugout. Glenn Whelan, yellow card for what was behind the player tackle, a scissor sort of motion to, to capture his legs, and, and Louis Thompson's ended up in a really bad way. We're going to hear from Danny Carley in a moment, so I won't reveal, reveal the extent of the injury just yet, but are you surprised to see a yellow card? Because I know that there's some people out there who actually agree with that. Yeah, the thing is, it's one of those, isn't it? You can't you can't base the um, the card that should have come out based on the injury because obviously that's that's in hindsight. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it, it's it's a very very poor tackle. It's one that you know clearly could do some significant damage, and sadly seems to have done so for mm-hmm. Louis. And obviously, we all we all wish him the the very best and a very speedy recovery. But 
I can certainly see where people are coming from saying that, it, that, that a yellow was the right decision. Um, but for me, um, for, it's just reckless. And, yeah. and, I, and I do think a red card was probably more than justifiable. Yeah. Uh, Pepe as well, you know, like you say, like we said earlier, we were kind of sat in a similar position at Fratton Park on Saturday afternoon and seeing Louis Thompson go down, roll immediately kind of, you know, towards the tunnel area. You know, sh shaking his leg about you could see he was in absolute agony uh, and Danny Cowley's reaction uh, really did paint a, a, a fascinating picture immediately after seeing his player go down and with the the injury concerns that Louis Thompson's had over the last couple of years he's had a fantastic break um, in the last couple of months in getting into this team and really asserting himself as a you know one of the fan favourites because he's really grown accustomed to this side now you feel sorry for any player to go through such a horrendous tackle and such a you know horrible injury as Louis Thompson but particularly Louis Thompson because he's worked so hard to get to that stage already and now he's got to sort of hit the reset button and go again yeah yeah he's one of those players that doesn't have the greatest history with injuries um we saw last season he was out a couple of times with injuries and every time he goes down you sort of look at Cowley and his reaction to see is it bad is it not um but when he went down on Saturday, everybody knew it was bad. And you could see by his face, uh, with sat in the press box, and when he looked up, he looked in a lot yeah. of distress. And he, I think the stoppage was about seven minutes, and he was receiving oxygen, and he looked in a lot of pain. And as soon as he went down, his legs started shaking, like yeah. you just mentioned. And it was a horrible tackle, and it was made a lot worse, I think, by the, for people who didn't see it, the, the um, paramedics sort of, sort of gather, gathered around him quite quickly, and I think I, I'm one of those people that I'm borderline yellow card, borderline red card. It's one of those ones. It looks horrible, um, and the outcome's not good. Yeah. But it's one of those ones, and yeah. it's a tight one. And, and, and as a professional, you know, referee or you know any member of staff at a football club, Barry, you, you can't judge any sort of decision in a game you know yellow red card foul not a foul based upon a player's history based upon you know the history of a manager that's that's employing employing the player but when you, you take into consideration as a Pompey fan the history that Joey Barton's got um, as well as indeed Glenn Whelan who made the challenge some may argue that you know that's just typical of them and, and it's you know nothing less was to, to be expected that's why some people may feel um, certainly, that it should have been a red card based upon the history, and you can't always use that to, as you know, in your arsenal to to use someone's background as a sort of you know outlier and, and use it against them all the time. But it does seem rather conspicuous, given given all of that. Yeah, I mean, you have to take the incident itself in isolation, don't you, at any given moment. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it's a problem that particularly the manager has has the history that he has as a both a player and a manager. Um, and obviously, you've only got to type into Google Glenn Whelan uh, tackle and you'll see six or seven of, of, of very, very similar challenges. So it, it's something that, that needs to be looked at by, by the governing bodies. But it, on the pitch at the time, you can only take it as an isolated incident, yeah. can't you, at the end of the day? Uh, Joe Barton has actually tweeted uh, in the last hour or so kind of feel bad about my little montage now <laughs> but um joey barton has tweeted uh, all of us at bristol rovers wish louis a speedy recovery horrible part of the game uh, that injury hope louis is back competing and playing as soon as possible thank you to to pepe for handing me his phone and just seeing that um and, and pepe look, it, nice words from danny uh, from from joey barton there the injury 
was bad. It, you know, immediately sent Louis Thompson to, to hospital, and, hospital, and Danny Cowley was straight up QA um, after his post-match interviews to go and see him, and provided the update we're going to get now, it seems to be relatively good news as opposed to what we all feared initially. Yeah, I think when you look at every, it came out after the game that it was a suspected double leg break. Um, so that's never nice, but it was all determined the length of his injury was all determined after he had the scans and I think Danny's revealed those now so I don't know if you're going to play them but yeah yeah. let's hear that update from the manager himself then he spoke to Henry Deacon uh, earlier this morning to get an update on the injury uh, to none other than Louis Thompson he unfortunately has a double fracture to his fibula which is the non-weight bearing bone in the, in the leg which is better than it being the, the tibia which is obviously the weight bearing bone in the leg so um, there's a double fracture, it's a bit of a spiral fracture. Just want to thank the staff at the QA hospital who just brilliant with Louis, looked after him fantastically. Nurses and doctors there, just just real life superheroes. So, so, so appreciative of, of them and their work. No, Louis feels the same. We will get an MRI scan on the leg today and that will give us a better indication of it, the, the damage to the ankle joint. So we're hopeful from the x-rays that there's not too much damage, but it won't be until we see the MRI scan and we can see the, the ligaments and the tendons to, to, to be able to, to get a clearer picture on that. But, but no, we're, we're hopeful it's not as bad as we, as we first feared. Because I'd imagine that was a nervous sway on Saturday just to check how he was. Of course, well... I'll be honest, when I watched it live, I thought there was a double leg break. So I thought it was the tib and the fibula because just when you just saw the, the leg go almost out of shape after the challenge. Yeah, so so it's a good news that it's just a fib. It's, that's, a really, that's, a really, that's real positive news because that means now it's maybe weeks rather than the months. Weeks rather than months, Barry. Now, of course, we're not going to hold, um, you know, I, I don't think too much hope to see Louis Thompson anytime soon and certainly trying to ease him back into this Pompey side um, as slowly as, pos- as we possibly can to, to try and prevent reinvigorating that injury because it does sound painful, although Danny Cowley um, so delightfully put it as just the fibula, but still quite a pain, painful, painful injury. But, you know, Danny is spot on and, and it could have been a lot worse than we all feared. And I think a, a tackle like that and the reaction um, of Louis Thompson, the players around him, the paramedics, and indeed the history of his of his injuries, Louis Thompson, Barry, we all feared that maybe that not, might not just be the season done for Louis Thompson. But, you know, in some cases you see that as a career ender. Yeah, we've seen we've seen it plenty of times. I mean, you look at um, Eduardo for for Newcastle uh, for Arsenal years ago um, and things like that. So yeah, I mean, look, we we, we want him back as soon as possible, um, fit and fit and healthy for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, there is, it, it sounds like it's it's a lot more positive than than what we were all thinking. So fingers crossed, he will be. Fingers crossed, he will be back on the pitch as as Cowley says in weeks rather than months. Yeah. And it goes without saying, Pepe Louis Thompson will be out of tomorrow's game against Newport County. And we will come on to talk about more in depth the lineup that we expect to see at Rodney Parade tomorrow in the next part of the show. But just going on to emphasise the, the the depth within this squad. And now no one wants to see Louis Thompson injured. No one wants to see any of these players out injured for any time or any period this season. But given the, the squad depth that Danny Cowley's got this season, Marlon Pack, uh, Joe Morrell returning from injury, we, we expect to see him tomorrow. Jay Mingy, uh, we've still got Ryan Tynecliffe as well. Tom Lowry as well, the new addition um, to. We've got the depth to be able to cope with this, and that's something you wouldn't, as a Pompey fan, be too. <laughs> you wouldn't be too accustomed with over the last couple of seasons. No, you look at last season, uh, and there was Joe Morrell, Louis Thompson. 
uh, Sean Williams and Ryan Tunnicliffe. If one of those got injured, um, there was trouble. And you look at the back end of this uh, last season, sorry, they played with Joe Morrell and um, Louis Thompson in the midfield. And when it changed to Ryan Tunnicliffe and Sean Williams, there was that uh, unbalance in the squad. And you started, and they were the sort of games Pompey didn't turn up with. And this season they've got balance. They've got so much depth. You look at the names you've just mentioned there. Um, you can rely on any one of them to come on. Even Jay Mingy now, he's proven in. Um, he's got a couple of start. He's got a start under his belt. And there's plenty of depth. Tom Larry can fill in, and Joe Morrell's returning. And a fit Joe Morrell, you want him straight in your team. Yeah. Uh, Dave Byrne of the emails got in touch. Hi, Jake and Co. Firstly, I think we should think about Louis Thompson and a disproportionately aggressive tackle in what is such a passive area of the pitch. Not an accident, in my opinion. Best wishes for a speedy recovery, Louis. As for the match, another good three points, which gives us an excellent points per game average that will need to be maintained if we are to be as successful as we all want to be this season. I felt sorry for Sean Raggett and his involvement with their equaliser. Why wasn't it dispatched into Rosette at the expense of a throw-in? Oh, well, he doesn't do it a lot wrong at the moment, does he? Joe Barton, he's had more second chances in football um, than my kids had with me when they were growing up. He's lucky to be even involved in the game now, and his public comments afterwards were both unnecessary, inflammatory and disrespectful. On to Newport County. I assume that this will be an opportunity for the fringe players in the squad, plus Joe Morrell, Robertson and possibly Denver Hume to get some minutes too. Whatever happens, I want that winning habit to continue. All in all, our club is in a good place at the moment. Off the pitch, season ticket sales are still rising and on the pitch, we are actually looking like a very good team at last. Long may it continue. Play up Pompey. Dave Inlis, thank you very much for getting in touch, Dave, and long may it continue uh, indeed. Um, okay, first of all, uh, we're going to hear from the uh, the Blues winger and goal scorer from Saturday afternoon, uh, Owen Dale. He spoke to Henry Port after a full-time whistle at Fratton Park. First of all, offering a message of support for his teammate Louis Thompson. Obviously, all the boys are. Um, we still don't know exactly what the extent of the injury is, but obviously, all the boys are behind him, and we're wishing him the speediest recovery, and we hope he's all right. And I'm sure, we'll all be checking on him tonight. And as a team, we'll give him all the support he needs to get back, and I'm sure he'll, he'll come back stronger. We of course wish Louis all the best in his recovery. But a three-one win today against Bristol Rovers. How do you reflect on it? Yeah, it was, a, it was a good day for us. I thought from start to finish, I thought we, we were in control. And even after they scored, you know, I didn't really feel like we were worried. We kind of went straight back on, on the offensive and I thought it was an all-round good performance from the boys and it's another one ticked off. Of course, it was a 1-0 lead going into the break. What was the half-time message? The half-time message was just to be more ruthless. I think, you know, we got ourselves in great positions and just didn't have that kind of killer instinct in the first half, but we felt in control of the game. It was just we knew we needed to be a bit more ruthless and put the game to bed. Their goal was a bit of a shock for all of us, but we know we had a great reaction to come back from it and, you know, two late goals, two in this week. Yeah, you know, and, you know, that's the way we play. You know, we like to play out, we like to control the games and sometimes that's going to happen, but to be fair to Rags, the amount of time he's got us out of trouble, we still felt confident that we were going to go on and win the game. So, yeah, I didn't feel worried. Got your much-deserved goal at the end, talk us through it. Yeah, it was just, you know, a great bit of play and a great ball from Dane. And yeah, I had all the goals to kind of head the ball in, and yeah, I'm just happy it went in. Buzzing. And of course, with your goal, it wrapped up a brilliant second half performance, celebrating in front of 18,000 today. How great were they today, the fans? Yeah, the fans, we say, you know, obviously they're, they're the 12th man here, you know, they're so important for us. You know, when, they, when they're bouncing and they're behind us, it, it just gives you an extra five yards. You know, they're, they're amazing here, and yeah, it was a special moment for me to score in front of them. Of course, getting your first goal at Fratton Park is not too bad, is it? A great moment. No, obviously it's a special moment, one I'll, uh, I don't think I'll ever forget. And hopefully it's uh, the first of many, so yeah, buzzing. 
Change of competition next week, Newport away in the cup. How much are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, I think at the moment we're in a, we're in a good rhythm and we're just looking forward to every game. You know, we're, we're up, we're feeling good, we're playing well. So, yeah, I think we're all looking forward to it. You a rhythm there. How important is it to try and keep that up as we look to build something special this season? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a, there's a feeling in the dressing room, but, yeah, momentum. Momentum's a massive thing and uh, I think we've got a bit of momentum right now and we just need to keep working hard and uh, keep churning out results. Owen Dale speaking there following Pompey's 3-1 victory over uh, Bristol Brothers at the weekend. Paul Vinton on Twitter, thank you very much for getting in touch tonight. He says, two fantastic performances in a week, gutted for Thompson. Hopefully he'll be back this season for when we lift the league trophy. Of course we will, Paul. On a side note, uh, it's always nice to batter Joey Barton. Uh, I'm guessing you mean always bat- nice to batter a Joey Barton team. Uh, Paul, because we don't want to swoop down to that level at any stage, uh, do we? But look, going back to the goals on Saturday, Pepe, of course, we've mentioned Conor Ogilvy, we've mentioned Owen Dale, but we've not actually spoken about the penalty from, from Joe Piggott. Joe Barton doesn't think it was a penalty. Mind you, I think they had a shout at the other end as well. We won't dwell too much on that. But Joe Piggott, to, to come on, um, to take that penalty, cool, calm, collected, composed, slow run-up, but he knew exactly where he was going, gave the keeper the eyes, went the opposite way, and albeit players don't get a lot of credit from scoring from the spot, it was just a well-works penalty at a, a crucial time to take the lead as well. Yeah, it was a very crucial time. It came at a point where Pompey were sort of, not under a bit of pressure, but they weren't as in control um, before Bristol Rovers' goal than they were afterwards. And it came at a time where Colby Bishop had just came on and there was, uh, me personally, I was like, that's a big move from Cowley. But it paid off. Three minutes later, he got a penalty. It was, eyebrows could be raised over the penalty. I don't think the ref had the clearest view. Um, I was looking at him and his movement. I don't think he had the clearest view. But it's a penalty in front of the Fratton end to put Pompey 2-1 up. And he calmly dispatched it as well. He waited for the keeper to go to his uh, right and he put it away and I think credit goes to Joe Piggott and hopefully that will help his confidence going forward in the future now yeah uh, 81400 Pompey fans is with a number to text uh, before 7 o'clock this evening you've only got just under 20 minutes to get your final thoughts and score predictions into the panel do include the word express at the start of those otherwise you can email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm if you're on Twitter or you can find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey live Pepe Barry and myself will be coming back in just a few moments time but also hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley ahead of his side's Carabao Cup second round trip to Newport County we have two tough away games now Newport and Port Vale we're respectful that we play Port Vale in the league on Saturday and Port Vale don't have a game midweek which makes our journey even tougher but yeah we want to try to stay unbeaten throughout the week that's the challenge for the group the football hour will be back in just a few moments this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Knight Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Knight Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. 
Good evening and welcome for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Uh, already tonight, over the last 45 minutes or so, myself, Pepe Lacey and Barry Clements have all reviewed the action and the events from Saturday's 3-1 victory over Joe Barton's Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park. But now we turn our attention to the midweek trip to Newport County. The Blues are heading back to South Wales, unfortunately, after beating Cardiff by three goals to nil, almost a fortnight ago their reward was a trip to league two outfit newport county and before we three of us come on to preview that game and before we welcome in some more of the text tweets and emails coming in from back home we're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of uh, blues head coach danny carley he caught up with our very own henry deacon at the training ground this morning first talking about the opportunity to give to uh, some of the players in the squad who haven't quite had the game time so far this season as well as the opportunity to also uh, keep the winning momentum going of course, I think every game presents an opportunity. Um, it's a game that we're really looking forward to. We actually work really, really hard at Cardiff to, to get through to this round. And we now go back to Wales. We'll be travelling this afternoon to, to prepare for the game. I think it's another great opportunity for the young players at the club that we really want to invest in. Um, it will give them another another really good experience, which will be very, very important in their, in their development and their growth. And yeah, we will select a similar squad to the one that we did at Cardiff, but very much we will be going to, to, to try to win the game. But yeah, we're respectful of Newport. We've had a really good look at them. Um, very well coached team, um, very well organised in, in possession, uh, possession base, trying to dominate the ball. Lots of rotations, ask lots of questions of you defensively and well organised against the ball as well. So yeah, a lot, a lot to like, and, and obviously Newport have had a had a fantastic record in recent years in, in both the Carabao Cup and uh, and the FA Cup. So tough game for us, but one we're looking forward to. I was going to mention Newport's Cup record. Every January, it seems they're on the TV in the FA Cup against some higher division opposition, and they seem to fancy that tag of underdogs in these cup competitions. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm not sure that they see themselves as underdogs at home, but that. You know, certainly they've yeah they've had some fantastic results, haven't they, against Premier League opposition and not just one-offs. They've done this time and time again. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to going to Newport. I think it, the stadium looks really different. I know they've had a new pitch laid. Historically, it used to be such a tough place to go because the pitch used to be so difficult. The rugby club would play there as well and it would be a really difficult surface from what I see. And certainly the way that Newport play, it's, it's a new pitch. Um, and it looks like he's it's, it's playing very, very quickly and, and very well. So, um, no, it's a lot to look forward to. And, of course, an atmosphere down there where they really do get behind their side, don't they, Newport? Really big atmosphere, big crowds that you usually expect at these games. Yeah, really passionate support base, a very, very t- tough place to go. No doubt they will make it really difficult for us tomorrow night. And for our young players, it'll be a great experience for them um, to experience that kind of hostility and the... Um, the partisan crowd, but but no, I think it's one that we look forward to. How important is this competition for you to kind of build on this early momentum that you're starting to build in the league? Well, I think we're we're unbeaten six games in, um, and we want to. We have two tough away games now: Newport and Port Vale. I think we're we're respectful that we play Port Vale in the league on Saturday, and Port Vale don't have a game midweek, which makes our journey even tougher. But yeah, we want to try to, to to stay unbeaten throughout the week. That's the challenge for the group. I think these games are great. Our squad 
You know, we obviously lost Louis Thompson, which is a real blow to us, but the squad is growing. We've got more competition for places. You saw on Saturday the importance of the boys coming from the bench and the impact that they can have. But to make that impact, they have to be match fit and match ready and battle hard. And so, so these games allow us to, to achieve those objectives. Psychologically, as a player, knowing that there's now five subs in play, does that change the mind of the substitute? Because they know that there's possibly more opportunities for them to come off the bench. I think he does, definitely. I've, we've spoken a lot about that his football has become more of a squad game than ever with, with this rule change. And um, I think all the players are understanding of the importance of whether they start the game and or whether they, they finish the game. You know, Ultimately, normally when players finish the game, they come on for a smaller period of the game, but at the most important part of the game. So, so both roles are, are equally important in my eyes. And finally, apart from Louis, is everybody else OK for tomorrow night? Yeah, I think so. We Colby has a little bit of a tight quad, which we're aware of. But other than that, I think we're good to go. Danny Calibas speaking to Henry Deacon ahead of tomorrow's visit to Newport County in the Carabao Cup. Just a few more tweets to get through. Uh, following on from Saturday's victory, Harvey Marks, big win. Ogilvy is mustard. Dale was superb and his passion at the end was so good to see. Rafferty was immense for me today. Best game yet. Uh, brilliant to a man yet again. Raggett had us all nervous, but the fans' reaction yet again was class. Get me to Newport on Tuesday. And uh, Matt Thry on Twitter. We are insatiable. We are uncompromisingly sensational we are going up let's remain grounded a little bit there are still somewhat 40 something left games to go 41 we played five so far 41 games to go but <laughs> certainly a feel good factor around Fratton Park building 800 tickets uh, have sold already for tomorrow's trip to Newport County they remain on sale until 11am tomorrow can we get a thousand to South Wales uh, on a Tuesday night in August for a cup game that would be incredible wouldn't it however 800, uh, 800 sold already already a fantastic achievement for the Pompey fans and the travelling faithful before we do move on to preview Newport just want to give a shout out as well to the Pompey women they got their uh, Lee campaign off to an absolute flyer yesterday away at Ipswich Town winning by three goals to nil an incredible result um, for Jay Sadler's side away at Ipswich Town one of the strong teams in the division from last campaign so yeah fantastic start to the season and uh, on the next edition of the Football Hour which comes on Thursday this week not Friday but it's Thursday at 6 o'clock we'll have the chairman Eric Colborn on the show to discuss everything Pompey Women and preview their upcoming home fixture against the MK Dons uh, this coming Sunday so well done to the Pompey Women for that incredible result uh, at the weekend um, Newport County await Pompey then tomorrow afternoon tomorrow evening Barry Carabao Cup second round action great chance for Pompey to make it to the third round and potentially get a, uh, a really big a really big time at third round not saying Newport's not a big tie but well it's not not, not as big as it could have been, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for for players to get game time more so than anything. You know, we made six changes for for the game against Cardiff and, and still managed to to get a great victory there. So hopefully we'll, we'll get something similar tomorrow. We'd quite like to see, obviously, Mingi come back in the side. I'd also quite like to see uh, Oli Amy get a start as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think he played, I don't think he's actually played for us no. yet. So I'd quite like to see him um, get uh, get an opportunity as well, but yeah, great great opportunity to see uh, see some new faces. We'll have more from Pepe Lacy in just a few moments' time, as well as Barry Clements and their score predictions too. But Mason Jordan has been a bit busy this afternoon. He's been previewing Pompey's next opponent, his Newport County. 
After a 3-1 win over Bristol Rovers at the weekend, it's time for Pompey to turn their focus away from league matters. The Carabao Cup second round awaits and it's South Wales the destination once again for the Blues. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. A 3-0 victory over Cardiff City in the first round a fortnight ago set Danny Cowley's side up for a tie with League 2 outfit Newport County. These two teams have not met for over five years until now. That game in March of 2017 ended 2-1 in Pompey's favour with Carl Bennett and Cal Naismith on the score sheet at Fratton Park. A lot has changed for the Exiles in that half a decade period. Here's a closer look into the side from Rodney Parade. Manager. The club are managed by Newport-born James Robry, who took over in the dugout in October of 2021. Robry took over from caretaker manager Wayne Hatswell, with the side 13th in League Two after 13 matches. Hatswell had been handed the reins for a few weeks following the departure of Michael Flynn on October 1st. Since taking over his hometown club, who handed him his first managerial job, 37-year-old Robry has overseen 41 competitive matches, of which 17 have ended in victory and 16 in defeat. One to watch. Our player to keep an eye out for this time around is young AFC Bournemouth loanee Nathan Mariah Welsh. The 20-year-old Guyana international made his debut for the Cherries in a 3-1 win away at Yeovil in the FA Cup in January and was part of the Bournemouth side that reached the FA Youth Cup quarterfinals back in 2019. Mariah Welsh, who plays in midfield, made his Newport debut off the bench in last Tuesday's 3-1 defeat to Salford City at Rodney Parade before starting against Tranmere Rovers at the weekend. He would go on to score in that game his first professional goal in English football. Top scorer. Former blue striker Omar Bogle now wears the amber strip of Newport County and is their leading scorer at this early stage of the campaign. The 29-year-old spent the second half of the 18-19 season on loan at Fratton Park from Cardiff City, making an instant impact before fizzing out into mediocrity, scoring four in 12 matches for Kenny Jackett's side. Since making the permanent move to Newport from Hartlepool United this summer, the ex-Grimsby and Wigan forward has found the back of the net on three occasions, making him the joint fourth leading scorer in League Two. Current form. James Robry's side are currently 19th in the basement division of the English Football League, with just one win, one draw and three defeats to their name so far this season. That sole league victory did, however, come in their most recent match, defeating Tramere Rovers by two goals to one on home soil at the weekend. To reach at this stage of the competitions, the XL saw of championship opponents Luton Town at Kenilworth Road on August the 9th, coming from behind twice to claim a 3-2 win and their place in the second round. It's Newport County versus Portsmouth who will make it through to the third round of the Carabao Cup. All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Mason Jordan there with a closer inspection on Newport County. The Exiles for hosts of tomorrow's second round action at Rodney Parade as Pompey travelled to Newport in the second round of the Carabao Cup. Pepe, um, of course, the injury to Louis Thompson, but not, not only that, it's a cup competition uh, at Newport tomorrow. It's an opportunity for Danny Cowley to rotate the squad a little bit, maybe use a, a, some of the faces who aren't quite getting as much game time as, as some, other, some of the others in the team so far in the league this season. Jay Mingi has had an incredible start to the campaign. He, he's earmarked to be playing tomorrow. I think that's probably one of the most nailed-on uh, names in that starting eleven. but interesting to see that potentially Joe Morrell could line up alongside him returning from injury. Yeah, I think there's plenty of excitement for tomorrow's game. I think there's plenty of opportunity for rotation, like you just mentioned. I think Jay Mingy 
dead on to start I reckon um, I reckon also Dane Scarlett and Joe Piggott they worked very well together mm. at Cardiff I expect to see a very similar team that lined up against Cardiff line up again tomorrow night questions over Oluwiemi and goal that would be an interesting one because he does need game time um, does Cowley trust him in the League Cup that remains to be seen but then Hadji Minoga will he come back in as well at centre back will Clark Robertson also be fit to play um, Zach Swanson I feel coming at right back um, so there's plenty of questions ahead of the game um, but it remains to be seen what that lineup will be but plenty of plenty of changes I reckon and Jamie probably one of the one of the names to be in that starting 11 tomorrow night yeah. big shout out before we do leave as well Alfie Bridgman scoring in Bognor Regis 6-1 victory uh, um, of a weekend over Horn Church Toby Stewart of course uh, starting for the Rocks in between the sticks so congratulations to them on a, an emphatic league victory ok not long before we do leave you then Pepe I'm going to have to press you for a score prediction Pompey away at Newport tomorrow there's going to be some changes but an opportunity to keep that winning momentum going how do you see this one unfolding what's your score prediction I think it's going to be a very tight game a very very tight game Rodney Parade is not a nice ground to go to but if you're pressing me for a for a score I think you just got to go safe and go 3-1 3-1 Pompey I hope yeah 3-1 Pompey 3-1 <laughs> Pompey of course Pepe Lacey from the Ports of News thank you very much for coming on the show Barry Clements you've got about four seconds score prediction what are you going for 2-0 Pig at Masterclass Oh, 2-0 Pig at Masterclass short snappy straight to the point although I did kind of press you for that uh, Barry thank you very much as well thank you very much for joining us thank you to everyone who tuned in to the Football Hour this evening it's been a pleasure Pompey Live returns to your airwaves tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock all the unmissable action this is Pompey Live back to back home wins for Pompey saw the Blues beat Barton's Bristol Rovers by three goals to one Scarlett stayed on side Dane Scarlett shoots Dale Attention for Pompey turns to the Carabao Cup as a midweek trip to Newport County beckons. Join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, Pompey Live will be back tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. 7.45 kickoff at Rodney Parade to see if Pompey can make it through to the third round of this season's Carabao Cup. OK, coming up here on Express FM this evening, Jeff and Ada back with a soft rock show straight after the news at 7. You'll get to hear their personal selection, including Neil Young, Pearl Jam and Stevie Ray Vaughan as well. Kevin Stokes returns with that 80s show from 9 through until 11. And then tomorrow morning is looking a little bit like this too. Tuesday morning, Ian James wakes you up with Express Breakfast bright and early from 6.30. Paul Marsh is back on the airways between 10 and 1. The Victory Ears is here between 2 and 4 before Mason Jordan provides your drive time um, this uh, Tuesday afternoon and all through the week as well. Mason will have the latest on the roads, travel, weather, sport, news, updates. He's got the lot as well as just great songs all afternoon long as well. Pop Pompey Live returns from 7 for all of the unmissable action as Pompey travelled to Newport County in the Carabao Cup. I will be back on Thursday evening for the next edition of the Football Hour to look ahead to Pompey's trip to Port Vale in League One. That is not on Friday due to Victorious Festival this Thursday from 6 the Football Hour returns. Thank you everyone for joining in tonight. Thank you to Pepe and Barry and have a great week. I'll see you tomorrow at Rodney Parade. Play at Pompey and good night. <laughs>